Welcome to Lime Talk Radio with Dr. Pat Basili, epic healing for an epic life. This inspiring show highlights leading-edge solutions, groundbreaking research, headline topics, and tools for holistic healing and wellness. This hit show is dedicated to raising awareness, promoting advocacy and prevention, and supporting initiatives for optimal health. Dr. Pat is passionate and focused on life-saving results reaching far beyond Lyme disease, providing a forum for powerful stories, heart-opening experiences, and hope-activated solutions. Dr. Pat will shine a light on the many shades of Lyme disease fueled by a body-mind-spirit remedy. Now here's your host, Dr. Pat. Hey, everybody. It's so great to be connecting with all of you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we got a great lineup for you, a great show for you today. We're going to be talking about some of the politics behind Lyme disease. And, you know, Dr. Enid Howler is going to be joining me a minute in a minute. For those of you out there, uh, you don't need to be thinking anymore what is going on with Lyme disease. Why? Because more and more people are coming out having a conversation about it. And, you know, the conversation is one, not just of raising awareness anymore, but of really bringing to the forefront how we can be at such epidemic proportions with the disease that cannot get anybody's attention. What do I mean by anybody? Well, anybody that doesn't have the disease. That's what I'm talking about. And it doesn't have to get to the point where the politicians and the people that are making these decisions have family members that contract the disease and don't know what to do. God, I hope not. I hope not. You know, for me, we know what it's like to roll this boulder uphill. You know, imagine contracting Lyme disease in a state that if you go to their website, even today, even today, they will tell you that Lyme disease doesn't live there. The ticks don't live there. That the people in the state of Washington, they don't get Lyme disease because we don't have the tick. They're all coming from California and New Jersey. I got to take a breath. I'm a little fired up on this. Just a little fired up on this. Well, you know, I'll tell you why. I mean, you know, for many of you, it is something that you, you know, you hear me preaching to the choir. But I will tell you that it is time to start preaching and it's time to start reaching. You got to give up the preaching for the reaching. Uh, And that's why in the headlines, you know, today you see headlines, Avril Lavigne launches campaign to help young victims of Lyme disease pay for treatment as she rings in her 31st birthday. Really? Pay for treatment. Pay for treatment. You know, uh, this is really kind of the sad state of affairs we got right here. You know, imagine that the fastest growing segment of our population contracting Lyme disease. Oh, how old do you think they might be? Well, let's talk about it from a common sense point of view for a minute, if we could. Common sense point of view. Who are the ones playing out in the grass, playing out in the fields, playing, playing, playing? Well, they're children or they're people that are outdoors. Uh, You know, here's the thing. What is it that we are not getting about this disease? Where is the resistance coming from? And why is it every day I get to be in the flow, in the amazement of people like my guest today, Dr. Enid Haller, who have stepped out in the world, is going to give us political updates on chronic Lyme disease, right? Chronic Lyme disease. You know, you know, it's not even, you know, in some states, you can't even say chronic Lyme disease. It just can't, can't, you can't talk about it. 
Um, why? Because our heads are so far. Nope, I'm not going to say that. You know, you thought I was going to say, you, you, you thought I was going to go in that direction right there. No, I wasn't going to say it, even though I was thinking it. But so far, you know, in the sand, right, that this is really the place that we're at where people like me, you know, have to come to the forefront and others, you know, Katina Macris, uh, Susan Green, so many others, millions of people now all over the world talking about something that is no longer a myth. It's no longer where you walk into a room and you're talking to your friends and you don't feel good and you're passing out and, you, and your bo- every bone in your body aches so that a doctor can tell you, wow, wait a minute, maybe it's all in your head. Maybe it's all in your head. Now, I will tell you, Lyme disease may be in your head, maybe in your head, could be. Research points out that, yeah, that could be it. And as a matter of fact, some of the research that, you know, that we're looking at now uh, points out the fact that if you, if you take a look at a cross-section of of people that have, you know, Alzheimer's disease, right? You know, when you look at those numbers, you find, well, wait a minute. We got a couple of lesions in here that, oh, resemble Lyme disease. Wow. Shocking. Um, you know, I'm not generally this obnoxious, but, you know, I mean, if you listen to the Dr. Pat show, you know, I'm generally like, you know, kind of mild-mannered and, you know, easygoing and optimistic, but not here. So all of you out in Westerly, Rhode Island that are listening to the show and Transformation Talk Radio, and I hope you are listening in Westerly, Rhode Island, I want to say to those of you, you know, amazing, beautiful people at WBOQ and in the Northeast, hello, please join us. Please join us. Please. This 31-year-old woman, Avril Lavigne, is going to take it to the community and say we're going to raise funds. Why would she have to raise funds? Um, I, I'm hoping that you know either Miss Jessica or, um, or or Maria can pull off you know the clip from the news and listen to Avril Lavigne talk about it. The tears in her eyes. It is a picture. It is a picture that a mother that looks at a 21 year old. It is a picture that you just don't want to see that level of pain in your children. You just don't want to see that level of pain. Um, as a matter of fact, I got to ask Maria to go pick that clip off and get that for me. And I'm going to just send this to her. We're going to post this up because I, I just want you to look at this. I want you guys to look at this clip. You know, it, it, is, it is like the most interesting thing uh, that you could see. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to be coming back. Dr. Enid, I believe, is here. I'm hoping she's here. Um, uh, we're going to take a, take a, a quick break when we come back. Uh, we're going to just fire this up and take a look at what are the politics behind this and what is it going to take for us to come out from crawl out? Look, let's, what are we going to do to crawl out from under the rock? Let's crawl out from under the rock so that what we can do is really shine a light on one of the fastest growing epidemics. No, I don't want to just say in the United States, in the world in the world. But I know that if you're in Rhode Island and the and the good folks of Westerly Rhode Island are listening to me rant and rave, you are saying, "Amen, sister." You know, I you, we are living in it. We we know what this is like. But I'm telling you, this is a different Dr. Pat today. Different. Why? I am ticked off. Take a short break. We'll be right back. Hey, slow it down 
Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease. Hey everybody, welcome back to Lyme Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat, joined here by Dr. Nusheen Darvish. Dr. Pat Basili and Dr. Nusheen Darvish will be bringing the most innovative, groundbreaking information, research, treatment innovations, and stories from those it affects every day. I'm so excited to be talking about this. We have so much to share. Dr. Darvish and I are planning to do is connect the dots. People suffering with all sorts of chronic diseases, it's time. It is time for them to transform. Tune into Lyme Talk Radio and help keep our mission strong. For the loyal listeners out there that have been listening to this incredible show on Lyme disease, we are not going to let you down. We're going to come through stronger and enrich the platform for Lyme disease awareness through Lyme Talk Radio. The message will continue. The conversations will become stronger and the healing epic. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit JenRoyster.com for more information. Tune in to the hit show Master's Chambers with your trusted friend, Connie Fife. Mondays, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Each week, Connie will connect you with the best of the best thought leaders from around the globe to share their strategies and best practices. Getting better together. To book Connie, visit ConnieFifeSpeaks.com. Enlightening, humorous, and compassionate. Listen live to The Kelly Ballard Show, insight and inspiration from the great beyond. Kelly is a fourth-generation medium and intuitive who covers topics ranging from grief, spirit guides, and listening to your intuition. Kelly can help you get answers and guidance from the other side with a little bit of humor and a lot of healing. Tune in to The Kelly Ballard Show, Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, here on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Twelve thirty. everybody welcome back welcome back it is so great to have you join us here uh yeah i love 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 being able to talk with all of you and yes i i I will tell you i'm a bit nasal i'm telling you i'm just a bit nasal i just want you to know uh yep we've got the allergies going on we got a bunch of other things going on in the air uh and all of the above but it's still me it's me with my nasally sexy I don't know. I don't know if it's sexy or not. Uh, but it's me. I'm Dr. Pat Basile. I'm the host of the Dr. Pat Show, also um, creator of Lime Talk Radio and the soon-to-be-announced Lime Show Ticked Off Radio. Yes. Dr. Enid Haller is sitting here thinking, man, why did I say yes to this? 
<laughs> well, it's because there's a big reason. And, and Dr. You know, I'm not even going to introduce you because I want to, this is the question I'm going to ask you. First of all, <laughs> let me thank you for joining me here today. And yes, thank you, you for having me. I, I mean, look, PhD in clinical psychology, master's in social work, pioneer, activist, you name it. But there's another story, and I want to get to it before we talk about Dean Lyme Center. Okay. You, you and I are here because we, we got the gift. And the gift that we got is now bringing uh, our energy and our activism to the forefront. Who knew that we would be sitting here, you would be in the forefront, activists talking about Lyme disease. But it really does have to do with your own personal journey, doesn't it? It does. It does. I mean, it chooses you. I, I, unfortunately, that's the situation for a lot of people who are suffering with Lyme who that now have become advocates because it's their own story. So, yeah, <laughs> it, it definitely chooses you. And I would not, uh, I don't regret any of it. I, uh, of course, it's been hard being sick. But uh, and getting reinfected on top of that, uh, that's uh. not always easy. <laughs> but uh, I feel like this has become my life's mission, and this is what I'm going to do now for the rest of my life. Yeah. Uh, well, all- you know, let's stop here and talk about the, the let's talk about what you just said, because, you know, there are a lot of yep. people that are listening to the show that may understand what you just said. And a lot of people, I would I would say probably way more that are not going to understand what you just said. So let's okay. talk about this because before you came on, I did, I had a little ranting and raving section uh, uh-huh. session that I did. And I was talking about, you know, amazing young woman. As a matter of fact, Brian, um, uh, Maria is going to be sending you some clips of Avril Lavigne. Uh, and the reason that, you know, we're talking about this is because you know, more and more people, yeah, let's call mm-hmm. them of a celebrity status that come to the forefront, <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, come into the forefront and talk about it. But, most folks don't get when you say something like, well, yep, I, I had Lyme disease and then I was reinfected. So many people see this tick bite like a mosquito bite. And I think, you've, you know, we need to stop for a minute and have you talk about why that is not so. Sure, absolutely. Uh, I mean, there are obviously, uh, I think uh, people might know this already, but there are you know, certain areas in the country that are a lot worse than uh, other areas, and Martha's Vineyard is one of the worst areas um, where you can con- contract Lyme disease. But now, uh, now we know that Lyme is in every state; uh, that ticks are in every state now. So no, there's no not real... the state of Washington. Nope, nope. They got it right on their health website. Right. Just telling and you. That's Go ahead. That's Sorry. Right. And that's what you'll hear people say over and over again, oh, it's not in Florida, it's not in, you know, Washington, it's not, but it's just not true, because uh, right. I get uh, phone calls, uh, honest to God, from all over the country and abroad, and uh, because of the uh, Lyme Center I started on Martha's Vineyard has become somewhat of a hotline, and that's what I've been busy doing in the last couple of years since I saw you last, Dr. Pat, and you were nice enough to come to Martha's Vineyard for our Lyme Day, uh, sponsored by the TVBA, and uh, ever since then, um, I've been pretty busy, but I've also been reinfected, and that's what you want me to talk about in the sense that when you first get infected and you you do not, you get treatment right away, like I did not, and you carry it for two years, like I did, 
uh, it becomes chronic in your system, this Lyme disease. And that's the disease that is very difficult to treat and hard to get rid of and diagnose on top of everything else. So not only did, you know, we not get the proper diagnosis, but um, we didn't get the proper treatment for some time. Uh, once I met you two years ago, I had gone to Dr. Horowitz, and I was feeling pretty good. Um, and then right after you left the vineyard, believe it or not, I was infected two more times, Jeez. and then I went down again. And once you get reinfected, Dr. Horowitz he was warned, me, warned me about this. He said, I don't know if you want to stay on Martha's Vineyard or not, because, you know, the, re- the reinfection uh, rate is high there. And um, so everything, all the symptoms start all over again. So it's almost like you start from square one or from scratch in the treatment of chronic Lyme all over again. So the last two years, I have been struggling, but kept the Lyme Center going and the Lyme Support Group, which we have, you know, about 850 email names on our list now. There's been that many people coming in and out of that group. And then we have, um, you know, some treatment in the Lyme Center. that We have a Rife machine that helps people that may, may not be able to afford treatment for, for chronic Lyme. But there's still many, many people that are sick there that have not gotten the proper help. What, what I've decided to do about a year ago is actually move to Boston half of the time to join uh, the, the people here that have been really, really making some headway in the Lyme world. I'm so impressed. I don't think I, I really thought I wouldn't see it in my lifetime, the leaps and bounds that have happened in the last year since I've been here and back and forth from the vineyard. But uh, one, one of the best things that uh, is coming up in a couple weeks is uh, the Massachusetts Lyme Legislative Task Force, which is a group of doctors and uh laymen who have been dedicating their lives to having a bill uh, hopefully pass uh, on October 20th at the State House. Uh, this Lyme bill is called an act relative to Lyme disease treatment coverage, and the actual insurance bills are H901 and S502. So if anybody in Massachusetts is hearing me now, uh, you should contact your state representative or uh, I can give you the information at the end of the show, uh, an email you can send your Lyme story to them, and they will add it to the list that's happening uh, on uh, Lyme Day starting uh, at 9.30 in the morning. You can come and show up there if you want to show your support uh, at the Boston State House, and we will be handing out little Lyme ribbons that everybody can wear and for the next couple hours after that, we'll be meeting with our representatives. And then at 11 a.m., the actual uh, hearing will take place. And um, I was asked to be an expert witness for that day. So I'm hoping and keeping my fingers crossed that finally this bill will, will, be, get, will be passed. Because what this means, if it does get passed, is that insurance companies can no longer um, refuse to pay for your treatment for chronic Lyme disease. And I've been one of those patients that have been denied. Oh, yeah. And most, every, and most everyone I know has been denied uh, yeah. treatment for chronic Lyme disease. Yeah. So yeah. that's what this uh, new act is all about. And um, that would change the scope of things considerably, I think, don't you? 
Well, I yeah, I think it is going to change the scope of things considerably. I, I think that, you know, it is really a huge step, Dr. Enid, and congratulations yeah. for all your hard work and, and yeah. moving that forward. You know, I think that for many, many people, there are so many layers to the realization, and you and I will talk about this when we come back from break. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Lyme happens to be, and, and you can correct me on this, but my belief is Lyme disease happens to be one of the disease that is very well known in the community where people actually get well, that natural holistic remedies work superiorly on, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. nobody knows why. I don't know. Am I off base with that? No, I think you're on track. Um, we haven't had a choice, for, uh, which is horrible. <laughs> but um, So we've had to resort to alternative therapies and... Actually, it's been a wondrous thing to, to see how many alternative therapies really do work extremely well. That's right. Not just for Lyme, but for other diseases yeah, exactly. also. Yeah. And isn't it fascinating? I was talking to a, a, a naturopath, one of the, one of the most well-known naturopaths around, uh, mm -hmm. not just for, for Lyme, but for cancer as well. And, you know, when having a conversation with her, you know, what she discovered was, you know, as I'm treating people with Lyme, oh my goodness, look at what I'm discovering about MS, look at what I'm discovering about cancer, look at, and, you know, out of this, you know, horrific epidemic we have right here, some of the discoveries, Dr. Enid, that may never, ever make the mainstream. Mm -hmm. are happening out of some, one of the worst diseases we have on the planet that has no distinction between whether you're 85 years old or eight. It doesn't right. matter. And we're going to take a short break when we come back. Yeah. We're going to talk Very about good. this amazing effort that, you know, Dr. Uh, Dr. Enid Haller has been off and about doing. We're going to make sure you have lots of information. You're listening to Lime Talk Radio. Uh, for more information about us, go to limetalkradio.com. You can go to the drpatshow.com, transformationtalkradio.com. Uh, when we come back, we're going to chat more with Dr. Enid. We also have some clips we're going to play of, uh, you know, Avril Lavigne. Yeah, what is she doing? You know, she is saying exactly what Dr. Enid is saying. She's saying, wait a minute, wait a minute. People are not getting money for this disease. Let us start to help them. 31 years old, young victims of Lyme. She's helping them pay for treatment. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. 
Are you ready for a radical shift in your way of being? Are you seeking a more deeply connected and fulfilling life? Awakened Living Radio is a show dedicated to helping you embrace a life filled with profound peace, connection, and happiness. TJ Woodward is passionate about helping you find your clarity, balance, and purpose. Join co-host TJ Woodward and Dr. Pat Basili on the first Monday of every month at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for Awakened Living Radio on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Make an offer during the September Model Clearance Sale-A-Thon only at Central Auto Group CT.com. Your number one buying destination, the home of Ford, Mazda, Hyundai, and Volkswagen. You make an offer on Central's huge selection of 2015 vehicles. Central Auto Group CT.com needs to make room for the 2016s. All reasonable offers guaranteed. All unreasonable offers considered. Why go anywhere else when Central Auto Group CT.com gives you five reasons to do business. Ford, Mazda, Hyundai, Volkswagen, Brio. The largest selection with over 600 vehicles, open seven days a week. Central Auto Group CT.com is number one for customer satisfaction. Our service department has certified technicians, extended hours, and free multi-point inspections. Drive a little, save a lot, and make an offer till the end of September. Central Auto Group CT.com, exit 28, old exit 87, I-395, Plainfield. Your number one buying destination, Central Auto Group. Must have qualified credit. See dealer for details. Sky Siegel co-hosts one of today's most popular psychic shows, Angels and Answers, with Artie Hoffman as she communicates healing messages from the spirit world. These messages can be astounding, enlightening, and life-changing. Born with the God-given talent of inner guidance and the amazing ability to heal, Sky has healed thousands of people. Schedule a reading with Sky now. Call 908-500-1474 and visit skyofangels.com. Tune in to Sheer Alchemy with Leslie Fontaine on TransformationTalkRadio.com and get ready to stir up your passions, remove your blocks, and shift into an entirely new existence. Speaker, teacher, channel, clairvoyant, Leslie Fontaine is a transformation catalyst who channels a powerful energy from source to catapult listeners into living the life they were born to live. Whether it's shifting from scarcity to abundance, from emotional pain into joy, or from illness into health, Leslie will help you step into the true essence and power of all that you are with the help of the Ascended Masters and Archangels. You will not be the same. Visit TransformationTalkRadio.com for show dates and times and LeslieFontaine.com to say yes to explosive abundance. 1230 WBLQ. I literally became bedridden last October and I was in Los Angeles and it was like literally like the worst time of my life and I was seeing every specialist and like literally the top doctors and they were just like you know, they would, <laughs> so stupid, they would pull up their computer and be like, chronic fatigue syndrome. Oh, boy. That is Avril Lavigne, everybody. And you're going to hear another clip of this in a little bit. Um, and the reason that, you know, we're playing that is because she is telling a story that is just not believed when the average ordinary person 
like me, Dr. Enid, you, your family, your children, you walk into a doctor's office, and then what do you get? Listen to what she said. Brian, put the rest of the clip up, would you? Sure thing. We'll put the second part up. Here we go. Thank you. Why don't you try to get out of bed, Avril, and just go play the piano? It's like, are you depressed? This is what they do to a lot of people that have Lyme disease. They can't, they don't have an answer for them. So they tell them, like, (laughs) they tell them, like, you're you're crazy. Mm. Now, I get crazy every time I hear that. I agree with you every time I hear that. Yeah. Now, Dr. Enid, that's Avril Levine. Yeah. That's Avril Levine. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Avril Levine, a celebrity, and she can't even get anybody's attention. Now let's put it, let, 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 let's put it in the hands of the public here. All of you, me, mm. average people, we're not Avril Levine. That level of pain that you just heard her describe, tell me, in your experience, is that an anomaly? That, that, is, that is a story I have heard over and over and over again. I know that much, Dr. Pat. Mm-hmm. And the horrible thing is that usually the doctors that you've seen in your area and even the Board of Health were in, in your local area will not be recognizing Lyme in a chronic form. So not only are you alone with, with your own diagnosis, and you know that if, you, if you're lucky enough to figure out that you've got chronic Lyme, what's hard is to convince your family that you have it because the medical community is not recognizing as a, a, a chronic illness yet, and it doesn't even have a diagnostic code. That's what's horrifying to me, and that's one of the things that would help, you know, help the local doctors to be able to you know, acknowledge this as a chronic illness and go and seek the proper help, whether it be, you know, uh, go back into training and learn about how to treat chronic Lyme through ILADS or another venue and, and maybe, you know, shadow a, a chronic uh, a Lyme literate doctor, that is a doctor who treats chronic Lyme so that they can learn how to take care of their patients in their vicinity. Because right now, that what you just heard is exactly what everybody hears when they go to their local doctor. That scenario plays itself out over and over yeah. and over again. And you know what? Her celebrity status did not help. It did not help. You know what no. I'm saying? It, it yeah, did not help her. And so, you know, this is why you are out there today. And what you're doing is you're bringing the change to the forefront. You know, the Dean Lyme Center, right? You're bringing the yeah. change to the forefront. And let's talk a little bit about that. You know, you have yeah. an upcoming event. You know, you got them in October and November. Uh, tell us about that and tell us about the, you know, the, the, uh, the conference. Yeah. There's a great um, center we have here now in Charlestown, Mass., that uh, uh, a Lyme sufferer by the name of Brandy Dean, uh, she started a center at Spalding Hospital in June, and it really truly is the first uh, chronic Lyme center, I think, in the United States, uh, in a legitimate hospital owned by the same owners that own Mass General Partners is, is the name of the organization. And, um, you know, that, that in itself has made 
uh, a huge difference in the Lyme community already, already because people can actually go to this center, get the proper diagnosis and, and treatment, and also um, they take insurance, which is very rare in the Lyme world, as you probably know. The Lyme and litter doctors are functioning outside the system, so they cannot charge insurance companies because they won't pay anyway. Well, somehow they've been able to make it happen that you can go in there and your insurance is paying for uh, your treatment uh, at the Dean Lyme Center, and it's the most amazing thing in the world to me. Um, if people are suffering and, and would like to be counted as a chronic Lyme patient in the computers now, uh, they can call if they want and, you know, look up the Dean Line Center. And I think I have the number here. It's um, 617-952-5000. So anybody who's listening who wants to be uh, heard, basically, and not ignored any longer, they can go there and they don't have to pay out of pocket. Um the other thing that, that helped was um, last year, uh, November 8th and 9th, Mass General, MGH, had a Lyme borealis and tick-borne illnesses, diagnostics, emerging pathogens, and avenues for new research. This was a uh, seminar on Saturday and Sunday last year, which I attended and um, that was um, financed by the Bay Area Lyme Foundation in San Francisco, which is a wonderful organization uh, founded by people who um, had people in their families that were suffering with chronic Lyme, and, and uh, they band together, and they, they sponsored this wonderful first tick-borne disease seminar at MGH, and... Uh, all day Saturday was Dr. Steer's team that presented, and then all day Sunday it was all the Lyme litter doctors uh, who presented, like Dr. Horowitz and Dr. Alcott, you know, from, um, uh, you know, Johns Hopkins and Dr. Fallon from Columbia. And the most impressive were the Stanford Lyme Disease Working Group embracing diverse perspectives and scientific rigor. Cheryl Koopman spoke and Really, uh, it was quite amazing to witness. I think that a year ago, that turned the tide, and then the Dean Lime Center was allowed to open up after that. So I have a feeling that there is a, somewhat of a snowball effect that's starting to happen. I feel it every day. Yeah. And the upcoming events, uh, on October 13th, there is going to be the grand opening of the Dean Lime Center. And then, of course, we have ILADS, uh, October 15th in Fort Lauderdale. I'll be attending. Uh, October 20th is the Boston State House Lobby Day. And that's if you do want to present your Lyme story, you just write your Lyme story out and send it to LimeBill at gmail.com, L-Y-M-E-B-I-L-L, and send your story in. Or you could show up at the State House in the morning at 9.30, and you can witness, hopefully, a huge turnout. We're praying this year that a lot of people turn up, uh, turn up and, uh, and they'll see the sheer numbers. Uh, that would be helpful. And um, the other thing that's happening is, of course, um, 
we're having the uh, the annual conference for the Lyme Disease Association, that's LDA, in Providence on Saturday, November 14th. And then there's a, the last thing that's happening is on November 16th and 17th in Washington, D.C., there's a Lyme think tank that's uh, sponsored by Science Magazine that I'll be going to. So there's a lot of Lyme events coming up. So it's getting a lot of um, press, and I think that uh, we might be getting over the hump of denial. Um, even on Martha's Vineyard, I have to say that uh, the walk-in clinic there that we have is starting to do research on chronic Lyme. They're, they're aren't, they aren't calling it that yet, yeah. but yeah. I think that it won't be long before everybody will be able to call it chronic Lyme disease. I'm praying that that happens. Yeah, I mean, I want to ask you about this, and, you know, we've got another clip we're going to play in a second here of Avril sure. Levine. But I want to ask you, what, I mean, you know, we've been at this for a while now, and, yep. um, you know, I mean, clearly, uh, I am definitely talking about, um, you know, I'm definitely talking about Lyme yeah. disease from a perspective of time over a decade. And there's a reason mm-hmm. to have this conversation about it, because mm-hmm. we really only started to really be able to track this to any notable perspective, I think, within the last 15 years, uh, mm-hmm. Dr. Ina, maybe you can talk to this because for the longest time, you know, folks, even in Connecticut, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, New York, even for a, a really long period of time, you know, were aware of Lyme disease. Oh, and yes, I, I, I should mention New Jersey, you know, were aware of Lyme disease, but it was misdiagnosed so much that mm-hmm. nobody was really out there putting it together until you know, movies started to come out about it. Um, but now, you know, we're in a place where uh, it, it is hit the, the headlines, but is so misunderstood. So the fact that nobody will call it a chronic disease, number one, mm-hmm. already skews it in a direction, in the acute direction. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like in the acute direction. It's like, oh, wait a minute, I got a cold. Let me take an aspirin. <laughs> right. Right? Yeah. I, I take an aspirin. Maybe I get some antibiotics. My cold is going to go away or something. Mm. Right. So when mm-hmm. you say chronic, tell people what you mean. Well, I think it's important for people to use that word with Lyme disease, chronic Lyme disease. And I use it as many times as I possibly yep. can every day uh, to, you know, just to keep saying it over and over again is helpful because what it describes is what we are really experiencing and what we're feeling. Um, acute Lyme is, is uh, nothing compared to chronic Lyme. And um, people quite still don't have a quite uh, a very good feeling as to what uh, it is like to have this disease in its chronic form, which means it doesn't go away. You usually get worse. It's a progressive disease. And many people end up in wheelchairs, and they can't walk anymore. And then they're and they're they have such uh, neurological damage that they can't really hold a job or even function. And you know that's the end of their lives. And for for many of these people, they have not been given that uh, official diagnosis of chronic Lyme disease. They've been misdiagnosed with um, you know MS or fibromyalgia or chronic fatigue. 
and uh, or even Parkinson's or Alzheimer's. Um, Dr. McDonald, who's doing this work uh, in Florida, in Naples, uh, he is he was in the movie Under Our Skin. Dr. Alan McDonald is doing work on late stage Lyme and Alzheimer's disease, believing that there's a connection between these two things, and I believe he's right. Um, we've been working with him, trying to um, draw some blood on the vineyard because the vineyard is so bad for, for chronic Lyme that there are so many people there that have it. And so to draw the blood of 20 or 30 people and send it to him so that he can try his new DNA testing, looking for the actual DNA, you know, of Borrelia in uh, the blood of Alzheimer's, um, you know, or I'm sorry, uh, the brains of Alzheimer's uh, patients. He's been able to get brains and dissect them, and he, I, I think he's making headway in the, in this area. So we're hoping that this he might be able to take it to the you know another level here, and we can recognize that maybe the test he's working on might be the quintessential test that we need for chronic Lyme. Testing yeah, I, I go back poor. and forth about this, and maybe you can straighten yeah. me out. I think I'm yeah. probably one of the people that, you know, I, I'm on the end of the scale where I'm looked at kind of like a, a little bit of an, and and an, an, well, what do I want to say to put it kindly? Like, mm-hmm. whenever I get to say what I'm getting ready to say, people look at me like, Pat, really? Here's <laughs> what I want to say. Mm-hmm. I think testing is very important. I really think it's very important. But I think testing without a solution is not going to get us anywhere. So this is just me, and I'm having a little fit about it. And let me tell you why this is where I am, because I know how hard it is to get these tests right. I know we have to begin somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. We've got to be able to figure out the test, because the test is part of the problem, isn't it? It's a huge part of the problem, because our system is based on blood tests unfortunately, um, not on symptoms, you know, or symptomatology, which is really what uh, Dr. Horowitz says that is the best way to diagnose chronic Lyme is using the symptoms because the testing is so poor. So um, until we get a better test, that's right. I mean, we have a problem with chronic Lyme. There is no valid blood test. But how, how about this? Let's try this. Um, I have someone recently uh, in my life that uh, I perhaps think that part of what she just went through has everything to do with Lyme. Goes Mm -hmm. to the doctor. The doctor gives her some standard test. We tell her, you've got to get the test, get it done in this lab, send it down to Hygienix, ask for this, this, this panel, goes back to the doctor, says, we don't do that. So here's really where I need help. Yes. Why don't we start by getting the test that at least we know is better than the other test approved? See, this is really where I get to have a little disconnect because, yeah, I know that doesn't work, but guess what? We've got this other test that's floating around 31 years old. This is what it is. Most doctors are ordering Lyme tests as if they know what they're talking about. We go and say, please run it here. Get the hygienics lab. Run this panel. And they say, no, we can't. Then you tell the patient, go run it yourself. Find a place. Perhaps you can find a place, maybe if you live in Connecticut or or in California, you can get it run. Then you get it run and you don't even have a doctor that can analyze it. 
and all of this you pay for. I mean, is it just me, Dr. Enid, or don't you think maybe that should be like stage one? Well, I mean, people, yes, I do. And people are struggling to work on that as we speak. Yeah. You know, um, the, the Bay Area Lyme Foundation is, is yeah. trying out a new test. And Dr. Borscano has a new test. And, you know, Dr. Alan McDonald is trying out a new test. And yeah. so, but they just haven't been uh, proven, you know, valid yet. And that's where, where the disconnect is. Uh, Igenix, I think, is a better test for Lyme. And I think that it's helped a lot of people. So, but a lot of the doctors reject Igenics, you know, saying that they are, you know, under investigation or whatever. But I've only had good, uh, uh, you know, a good experience with Igenics, and it's it certainly helped save my life. Can, can um, I ask you like a simple question? This is now yeah. you and me, two girls chatting by the water fountain. Yeah. Is there? Do you know of anybody that's ever done anything in the past fifteen years progressive? around Lyme disease that isn't under investigation or hasn't been? <laughs> Boy, I'm just a... asking. Just, no, just a I thought. Don't. I, I it's just don't. a thought. That's a very good point, you know, because I think that any, any kind of, you know, like Dr. Charles Ray Jones, the poor man, has been, you know, mm-hmm. under investigation for, I don't know, like 15 years. I think yeah. it's going on now. Yeah. Um, and he's spent most of his life savings on attorney fees to yeah. defend himself. So yeah. that in itself is just bizarre. And he's a fine doctor, and, uh, and only good things come when you send your child to him. He's amazing. Yeah. Um, and everybody, you know, all the kids tend to get better when they go see Dr. Jones. So I, um, I, I guess I'm... I'm just hoping that the future brings more open-mindedness around this disease. Um, I think the doctors in the vineyard are finally starting to open up their minds. They did attend, you know, the Mass General Conference. I know that uh, last year. And they're starting to do research with the Bay Area Lyme Foundation. That's a huge step in the right direction. Yeah, For years, you know, I've been fighting on the vineyard, as you, as you know, Dr. Pat. Yes, I do know that. For six or seven years and, every, and, you know, running the Lyme support group and trying to give people yeah. the message that this is a chronic illness where uh, everywhere I turn, you know, the doctors would negate what I say. Well, that's starting to turn around for the first time. I can't yeah. believe it. And so well, you've done hope. an enormous amount of work. I mean, you know, I'm, and, and, and it really is important we take a moment to acknowledge the work that so many have done and are doing. Mm. Uh, I think the point that, um, and boy, this hour has flown by. I think the mm-hmm. point that I'm making is that while we're all tied up in politics, you know, while we're all tied up in what side of the fence we're on, people are dying. Children exactly. are dying. Adults are dying. That's People right. are sick beyond sick. And, you know, I hope the Lyme community comes together. But more importantly, if there is a way to bring something that has been shown to be working to the forefront, let's do it. Um, mm. I, you know, thank you for all your effort. I want to make sure that you're giving out that information again. Uh, and, and, and let's make sure folks know how they can find out more about you. And thank you so much for everything you do, Dr. Enid, Dr. Enid thank Haller, you. everybody. Uh, thank you, Dr. Pat, for having me today. So what's the best website to find out about the upcoming events? Yeah, um, what I'm going to do is just, um, they can go to my website, just Google Lime Center of Martha's Vineyard. 
And I'm going to be posting all these events this week, uh, the, all the ones I spoke about. And, um, and then if they want to, um, you know, there is a hotline that they can call, which is um, uh, for any questions concerning anything I spoke about today, which is um, 508 um, 560-1893. And uh, if they want to send their story into uh, the Massachusetts uh, uh, Lime for the Lime Bill coming up in two weeks, they will have to write their story down on one page, just a one-pager, and then send it to limebill at gmail.com. And then uh, their, their uh, story will be um, taken you know, to the state house that day and sent to the different representatives so that they can read mm. about their story. Yep. And that can come from any place. You don't have to be in Massachusetts to t- send the story. In. Um, I think it's a great idea to just send it from any send state it in. because I think it's okay. <laughs> send it in. That's what I think. Yeah. All of us, yeah. let's send them in. Thank you exactly. so much for joining me here today. And Dr. Ina, what we're going to do, we're going to end the show with a, a message of hope. I've been talking yeah. about Avril Levine. I'm hoping we're yeah. going to be able to get her on the show. But I think it's time to end the show. And let's hear what she has to say about her journey. Thank you all for tuning in, turning us on. Thank you, Dr. Pat. There is hope. Lyme disease does exist. And you can get better. There's a lot inside of all of us. I think for me, it's like a second shot at life. I want to go out there and truly do what I love. It's like a done and you just have to find it. So I'm so excited for life after this. Thanks for listening to Lime Talk Radio with Dr. Pat Basili. Epic healing for an epic life. This inspiring show highlights leading-edge solutions, groundbreaking research, headline topics, and tools for holistic healing and wellness. This hit show is dedicated to raising awareness, promoting advocacy and prevention, and supporting initiatives for optimal health. Dr. Pat is passionate and focused on life-saving results reaching far beyond Lyme disease, providing a forum for powerful stories, heart-opening experiences, and hope-activated solutions. Dr. Pat will shine a light on the many shades of Lyme disease fueled by a body-mind-spirit remedy. For more information, visit LimeTalkRadio.com and tune in next time.